a lot of folks are up in arms because they think they're going to be competing with them from a brokerage standpoint, like on listings. I think that their play is probably more on the rentals. I think they're trying to become your property manager. So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Welcome back, real estate rock stars, to this week's State of the Market. This is Aaron Amuchastegui, and back, I have back with me again uh, my good friend, Chad Corbett, coming from the East Coast. Chad, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be there. And the, in what state are you ta calling, talking to us from today? I'm in Virginia again. We uh, had, a, had a slight detour to Aspen, but uh, back in Virginia. Yes, Roanoke, Virginia out there the, uh, on East Coast time as we get to go through the news of the day. We did get to hang out in Aspen a week ago. That was fun. And now I'm, I'm back down in Texas. You're back out over there. And today we get to talk about the news. You know, as we jump into this, there is a really funny thing that happened to me just two days ago that I thought this is actually completely newsworthy. And I knew we were going to go over this. So two days ago, I get a call from a Zillow sales rep. And they said, hey, Aaron, right now you've got 35 active rental listings with us. And we want you to know that we have a new policy. So this has always been a free service. You've always been able to list houses for rent for free on Zillow. Right. And now you can't. We are no longer letting people list houses for rent for free. Now, they're only doing it certain states at a time. They're, they're, I mean, they're going to ramp it out and launch it everywhere. But the, you know, they're not, they haven't done it in Arizona yet but now they're doing it in Texas. And they said, so as a result of that, we're going to charge you, I think it was like a dollar 10 or dollar 20 per property per day that it's listed on Zillow. If you want to have a listing on Zillow. So then the guy does the little calculation. He goes, and so we can do a one month contract for this, or we can do a year contract and I can lock you into that lower rate. Cause next month we're going to increase it a little bit. And he said, so your bill for the first month is going to be you know, like $968. And all I could say was like, okay, like, yes, please sign me up. Like I was, part of me was, you know, obviously disappointed, distraught, like, yeah, the business isn't like that. But it also brought this whole thing of when you have a free service like Zillow had and you absolutely crush it, they are, I mean, they have crushed the rental market. I mean, they have all sorts of stuff that they do. But one of the things they do is when people are looking for rent, they check on Zillow for houses listed for rent. And they go find they go they go find house listed for rent. They reply back to us. All the people that are building all of the automated showing software, all of them automate their stuff and push their listings to Zillow. The you know so we were paying for those services, and now Zillow said, "Hey, they want to get paid too." So I also had to re, re, you know admire their whole decision. So like in one instance, Zillow, I don't know how much money they made yesterday in the state of Texas or what they're going to make today when they launched that. But they took this free service. They've been so, so good at that. They've been the, the, you know, the category king. They made it so good that we built our business around it. We couldn't say no to it. And the, you know, part of me thinks about the idea of, you know, Facebook and Instagram someday could say, Hey, you know what? We've been free, but we're going to start charging you five bucks a, a month or 10 bucks a month. Well, link, LinkedIn did it. 
Yeah, LinkedIn did it. That's exactly right. So, so what, what, had you heard that was going on with, with Zillow or the? Can you think of I actually didn't know that. So yeah. it, it's interesting. You know, you're you're more from the the you know the investor world, and like I think the the majority of your career has been spent there. The majority of mine's been spent in in the brokerage side. So what's happening now with Zillow's, you know, they're, they've always been a disruptive company uh, in a good way, in some good ways. But, you know, brokers have been up in arms for years about what happened. You know, they basically created a, they, they focus, what's interesting about their model, they focus on providing real value to the marketplace that's absent and getting people addicted to that and then find, finally finding a way to monetize it. And obviously we all know how they did that in brokerage. What's really interesting now is now it's the investor's turn to be impacted by the disruption. And whether it's their iBuyer program or whether it's something like this, like you know kind of now how the brokerage community has felt for the last 15 years, right? But there's also two camps. Like in the brokerage world, it's like, oh, Zillow's great because, similar to your argument, it supports my business. It's, you know, they've, they've created these amazing tools. And then the other people who are, you know, fighting that progress and saying, well, it sucks because, you know, they're, they, they convinced us to give up our listings. And now they're trying to sell us back our own buyer leads off of the listings we gave them. And, you know, it's, it's, I expect that it will probably gain traction. Most, you know, usually they're smart enough they're strategic enough that they make sure people are well addicted before they make a move to monetize and look how quickly you closed, right? Like you, you, you rolled over cause you're like, well, it's more disruptive for me to have to re-systematize that in my business and find a new way than it is to just pay you for the value have, I've been getting. I would have to change everything. We'd have yeah. to change everything about the way that we do. We do it. Yeah. It was one of those things where the, you were like, yeah, you, you got me. They called me. It took them 15 years, though. I just had to look up when did Zillow start because I was thinking for as long as I can remember, Zillow's been around. Yeah. And so the, since 2004, Zillow has let people list houses for rent for free. And so then the other side of that goes, and one of the things the guy told me, I mean, I think he was used to people fighting him a lot more on it, but the, one of the things he told me is like, hey, you know, we've been given this free service for a long time and now we need to be able to invest in the product to make it better. And so now we're going to turn that on. And the, you know, and, and that didn't make me feel any different. I mean, sure, that, that's part of it, but the, but, like, but the idea of like, hey, this has been free for 15 years, so we, we've got a right to charge for it. Totally, totally. And the... Uh, and it's and I think it's a great business model, like that freemium business model or that that free forever. I, I can I know that a lot of companies out there probably would not have waited 15 years to start charging for a service that other people are making money on. I guess that's the other thing too. I don't see them charging uh, users right now, individual people looking for houses, individual people looking for renters. They they, they first they went out after, after the agents and the agents for ads because the agents can afford to pay for the ads because they're doing that. Now they're going going toward the listings. And the and who knows maybe depending on how many listings you have there's different programs but man I I thought that was pretty cool. You so they're they're making bigger moves kind of quietly like they are now so by the end of and I, it, I it's been a few days since I read the article I think it's by the end of 2020 they'll hold a broker's license in all 50 states. So at that point they could be in a position to be the property manager and I think that's probably the route they're going. I don't think they want to compete directly with brokerage for, you know, for actual sales. I think that and this is just my opinion based on what little bit I read about it, but I think they're probably taking that property management angle 
So we already have the, the tenant's attention. They're using our app for, to find the houses. Why don't you just let us manage it for you? So I think as they've seen the opportunity in the real estate investor space, they've, you know, they've, they've caused a lot of disruption. They've made a lot of money in the brokerage space. I think you're, they're just coming into that phase of their business where they're like, okay, so phase two is let's go after the investor business. So they are getting light brokerage licenses in all 50 states. I think a lot of folks are up in arms because they think they're going to be competing with them from a brokerage standpoint, like on listings. I think that their play is probably more on the rentals. I think they're trying to become your property manager. Yeah. You know, they have those property management tools that build in the, you know, and, and they've been doing a lot of the different things. And really, you know, they, they had a pretty good property management tool six months ago but I didn't want to sign up for it because I was like, Hey, I'm not going to pay the 40 bucks a month for this. And now maybe this is a way they're like, you know what? Everybody will need our other property manager because it also is going to have pay service, you know, paying rent. So maybe this is just a step to get there. I just did a quick search. There's almost 18,000 properties for rent in Texas right now that are on there. So the, you've got, and it was a dollar 10 each dollar 10 each. So they just increased per, their revenue by 200 grand a day, a dollar 10 each per day. Yep. Oh, wow. Dollar ten each per day, yeah. The uh, yeah, two so two hundred two hundred grand a day. The uh, Zillow is going to be making in the great state of Texas now. It's an extra six million dollars uh, a month, and the yeah, their value just went boom. I should have just hung up and bought stock, and now it's probably too late. Do the math; it's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reed, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed 100% of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben's certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10-hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000, and we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat, $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com, futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out. Rockstar Nation. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators. Marketing assistants, I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my outdesk. 
for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week, we're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled scaling your business with virtual professionals so you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything it's called scaling your business with virtual professionals and you can get it real easy all you got to do is text the word hyban h-i-b-a-n to 31996 that's h-i-b-a-n to 31996 and download your free book scaling your business with virtual professionals and don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book thank you guys and I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my outdesk Let's jump into something else. The uh, Hopefully you liked my personalized real estate news that affected me this week. And I think keep an eye out there. I mean, for me, that is big headline news. Zillow ended one of their free services and converted it to a paid service. The So on Inman, I was you know just pulling up articles yesterday. And, the, and one of the things that comes up, it says, uh, Vacasa founder stepping down, former open table chief to serve as interim CEO. And when I look at this, it says vacation rental giant has appointed former open table CEO. So the, what do you know about Vacasa? Have you, is that company you've been following? You know much about them? Yeah. Uh, so I see them at, you know, they're at NAR, they have a pretty good presence in, in the brokerage community. And, you know, they're, they're one of the first companies, I think Vacasa and Verolio are the two I'm most familiar with. Uh, a friend of mine founded Verolio, but they, they're both competing for to kind of be the Zillow. I, I guess what I would say is the way I look at it, at least, I'm not going to speak for their model, but I kind of see it as, you know, CoStar or LoopNet is for commercial real estate. They are for uh, vacation rental real estate. So they aggregate data. They create that, that kind of, if you, if you were to merge Zillow and LoopNet together and have it just be about vacation rental investing, that's kind of what the platforms are. And, you know, obviously, any, anytime you're, you're one of the first, you know, one of the startups in a space, it's difficult and, and it, you know, movement's required. I think, I mean, I read this article. I don't, I don't know him personally, but I think it's probably a matter of a, a smart CEO getting out of his own damn way. He held his board seat, but he did step down and, and give the reins to somebody that, you know, probably isn't as emotionally involved and that, you know, probably a big part of that's probably he may be more talented at raising capital, attracting capital. Um, and he, I think he made a smart move. <clears throat> it's, you know, it's, there's no, everyone's trying to take their position in that industry. It's a relatively new thing. Just like you said, we said, you know, Zillow took 15 years to really find their, their stride. And, you know, Airbnb is relatively new in, in the, the world of real estate. And it's, so is this know, a competitor of Airbnb and, and, and VRBO? No, it's not really a competitor. It's it's more of a, you know, it just like uh, it, you know, Zillow is not necessarily a, a competitor to an MLS. It's it's supplemental, right? So it's it they can support it. 
So they're aggregating, you know, they do a lot of different things. One of the things that, that I love is when they actually list something, they list it as an investment property. So when you look at a property, you know, you see the, the, the rental details, what, what's your ADR, your average daily rate, and what's the, you know, the gross scheduled income, and what was the occupancy. And so things as, as a commercial real estate investor, things you want to see, where if you go to realtor.com or Zillow or anywhere else, you have the typical fields that are consumer-based fields, right? They're not necessarily presented in an, in an investment format. So like if you go to LoopNet and look at a commercial listing, you're going to have more, you know, more financially driven information. Where if you go to realtor.com, it's just, it's all based on fluff and, you know, it's the specs of the house and some great emotional language around why you should, why you're going to fall in love with it. And, you know, these platforms, they, they take that, that vacation rental listing and instead of trying to force it into a traditional listing platform they present it to people who are specifically looking for vacation rental investments and they present it in such a way that you can underwrite it pretty quickly you can take a look and say okay that makes sense or that doesn't and i think there's a lot of you know i don't think either vicasa or or verolio has really gotten into the where they know they're headed it's a matter of you know raising raising capital and getting things built and moving into the next stage but Ultimately, I think, you know, these could be, they could be the Zillows of, of that, that short-term rental world. And, you know, they're, they're finding different ways to provide value. One of my favorite things about Rolio, they have a heat map based on the short-term rental friendliness, for the lack of a better term. But, you know, they basically have red zones where you're like, you know, where they're really cracking down on, on vacation rental. And then there's a green zone. So you can kind of target in on, like, you can hone in on a market that makes sense to you, then start looking at houses, then network with other investors. So it's got some components of, like, bigger pockets or connected investors, some of the functionality of, of like, LoopNet or CoStar, and then, the, like, a UI, like a really good or good UX, uh, like, like Zillow would have. It's very simple and sleek. So I, I think this is probably a smart move for them, like to get a, a, you know just fresh a fresh fresh bud in the in the CEO seat on on that bus. Um, I'm yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a closer eye of Acosta, see what they're doing. It said last year in July they bought. I mean they must be doing well. They bought uh, Wyndham Destination uh, Vacation Rentals last year. It was a you know 162 million dollar or Wyndham Vacation Rentals was a company under the Wyndham brand. You know, and they and Vacasa bought it for 162 million six months ago with the idea they were going to be adding 23,000 vacation rentals to their portfolio. So they are doing big things. It makes sense after you're doing big things, acquisitions like that, that they're bringing on a new CEO and new people. And uh, and who knows the I guess the you know taking the the people from other businesses that have done big things before. And, you know, taking the guy that, that was working over at Open Table. I mean, Open Table is a business that, that ever served with a simple idea. And so maybe he'll be able to do the same in vacation rentals. The let's, um, I have to say, like the last paragraph I was just looking at. So they, they, this is a quote, on track to exceed $1 billion in gross bookings in excess of $500 million in net revenue in 2020. Yeah. It's a pretty profitable business, eh? Yeah, that's that's uh, everybody goes. Yeah, that's something I want to be a part of. That's how you get a CEO from Open Table to come over. Yeah, really. Um, well, big news for us to be watching with that. More uh, more state of the market type news. So the you know so last week on MSN Money, uh, it says an article came out that that I sent over to you. It says even the middle class is having trouble paying rent now. 
And which this is kind of not what we've been hearing. It's been seen like, hey, the market's good. Life's good. Everybody's been crushing it. And it says being able to pay for housing along with the rest of one's everyday expenses is a challenge for many Americans increasingly and includes middle income Americans. New report from the Joint Center of Housing of Harvard University calculated 10.9 million renters spent more than 50% of their income on housing in 2018. So, uh, and they said that's also, so one in four renters. So one in four renters in the U.S. spending more than 50% of their, of their, their income on housing. Have you noticed that out there? If you think about it, what is that? How, I guess, what, how, what do you think about that news? I have, and you know, it's interesting. You, there's such good news and such good market sentiment. And as far as sales goes, home ownership. And if you look, I mean, home, home ownership is really affordable thanks to, you know, in, interest rates being pressured down. But what's not happening is, is you know, you, you see price appreciation. We talked about this the last, lap, last episode you and I did together, you know, 75% appreciation. I think it was over a 10-year period, but it's this huge appreciation. But that comes with lowered interest rates, and actually it's cheaper to own a home than it would have been, you know, just three years ago because rates have come down in, in a lot of markets. With rent, you know, what we've seen is, is inflation has, has driven those prices. Like rent prices have just been increasing. I think coming off of like 2008, they haven't really cooled down in most markets. They just keep going higher and higher. So if you look at the affordability index to buy a home, it's actually quite affordable right now. But the problem is most people, their their wages haven't grown and rents have just continued to just skyrocket but their wages haven't kept pace. So it's becoming harder and harder for them to afford what they're renting. And because their wages aren't growing, it's, it's almost impossible for them, you know, because their debt to income ratio, they can't get qualified for a mortgage. So there's so much good news out there. I, I've kind of looked at this. I, I've seen people struggle through this and there's so much good news on the real estate market. But when people are talking about that, they're talking about home ownership when you look at the affordability, and, and like I said, I spend quite a bit of time in Toronto. It's really bad. Like people are spending, you know, over fifty percent of their income on on rental housing, in in a lot of major MSAs. So it, it's a real problem. Um, I think a lot of the good news overshadows it, but for the average American, it's pretty tough to get by. I think average, if you look across the country and, and, you know, as a blended set, it's like on average, Americans are spending 37% of their gross pay on, on rent. I mean, you think about that as a, a family with four kids, uh, and like you're spending, you know, over a third of your income just on rent before you get to anything else. It's tough to get by, right? Yeah. What are you going to, what are you going to do for the other ones? Well, the, yeah, one in four renters, more than 50% of, of their income on housing, you know, and for agents out there listening, there's got to be some opportunity there for a win-win. I mean, we've always seen kind of the ad or the pitch that says, Hey, now, you know, you can buy a house for less than you're renting for. I saw a slogan the other day that said, you're paying somebody, you're, you're already paying a mortgage, but right now it's your landlord's, right? You're paying your landlord's mortgage, not your own. So the, uh, you know, so take that as, I think that is an important kind of state of the market, not the same news we've been talking about lately. We've been talking about home prices, increases, things like that. Saw that we had such a, a, a kind of a big hit on affordability for uh, rents. And I think that's important for us to be talking about too. So try to, you know, so realtors out there, find your local market. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, 
He is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires, and I guarantee you it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes, but if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox. Chad, we got time for one more piece of news. I want to, before we, before we move on, I want to, like, instead of just, I'd like to leave you guys with at least a, a thought to maybe get your gears turning. If, if you're in real estate and you have people who, want to own a home but aren't yet qualified and they have to be renters if you educate yourself on a, a lease with option to purchase you can put that like i have a program where i had a 95 percent success rate with lease options nationwide it's about a 15 percent success rate but it's people putting the wrong people in, in the wrong properties but if you can if someone has all the all the you know everything there that they want to be a homeowner but they have that that roadblock of financing right now well, what I do, get them over to your mortgage broker, figure, figure out, like, put the red flags up. Why don't they qualify specifically? Put them into professional credit repair, get them into a lease and have a separate option to purchase. And then they don't have to move again and they can get credit for, or they can, you know, they, the, the money, the, the, the fee that they put down, the option fee they put down can become their down payment. And I had a lot of success with this where when, when I when somebody called me and they couldn't qualify, I didn't say, well, you know, let me know when the lender says you're good. I found a way. I held myself accountable, and I found a way to get them into a home that they loved. And a lot of times, you know, especially if you've got deals that you've reduced the price and it's just still not moving, this is a great tool to get sellers out that have marginal or thin equity. You can get them like because while the while you're getting your buyer prepared to for financing, you're also paying down the principal on the mortgage. So a lot of times, if you're if you have a, a thin deal over over a, a 12 to 24 month period, you can solve two problems for two clients and create create transactions. And I think a lot of realtors are quick to just turn and say it's a numbers game. Let's go on to the next one. Where if you just think creatively and you understand creative real estate solutions, you can create a win-win for both of those people. So with rents climbing like this, people don't have to keep going from rental to rental to rental and not being able to buy, but they do need a professional that can step in and help them navigate that because it's, it's not exactly simple for someone who's, who's not 
you know, experienced in real estate. So uh, rather than just talk about it and leave you with nothing, I would encourage you if, if you're listening to this and you think, wow, that's, that's, that's hitting close to home. It's like that in my town. Think about the last 10 buyers you had to say, sorry, you don't qualify for financing. And the last 10 sellers that you said, sorry, we can't drop the price unless we do a short sale. You can create that transaction by raising your own skill set. Yeah, the uh, that is that is such a good point, Chad. I mean, that's we, we got to get you uh, to record one of the the courses over in Rebus over that. I mean, that was one of the things you and I were talking about maybe a couple months ago. Was that you know you had you had talked about that you were doing that as a business plan, and or you had done it previously, right? Mm-hmm. That it's not something you in your markets. You're, it's not really there, but that idea of helping helping buyers get qualified to buy and or finding that win win for sellers that are like, hey, let's do a let's do a rent to own type thing. And the, and, and, you know, in rent owns of the past, at least what I always heard of rent owns, it, it felt like it was a, an unsafe thing because the people buying the houses like never won. But when you're talking about you got a 95% success rate of these people getting to do it, man, I cannot wait to hear more about that, about how to, how to get those, especially when we look at those different numbers, because now you're, t- you're taking that pitch and you're saying, Hey guys, the, your rent's 50% of your income. You could buy a house so much bigger. And the and they go well. I'm not qualified because of this and this and this. And you're like, well, you are paying fifty percent. So let's see what we can work out. And you're telling us there's probably some solutions out there. Well, the uh, yeah, and just another idea. Just if if at least with option to purchase, if that goes over your head, I mean, imagine going into go go find a list of free and clear assets. So go find a list of homeowners that haven't sold in the last eight years. My light's going dead. But um, find find a list of homeowners with 100% equity, call them, list the property with owner financing, and then go to, go get your buyer in there. And there's tons of buyers out there like this, tons of renters out there that could be buyers if they just had the right leadership from a real estate professional. So they have a down payment. They can afford first month, last month's rent. They're spending 50% of their income. So they can, over a few months, they can save up a down, you know, what they save not paying in rent. They can, you know, if you could even work out a, a payment agreement. But, there, you know, there's a lot of people out there with free and clear assets. Uh, you know, I own a company that specializes in probate. And 70% of home, like 80% of, of America senior citizens own real estate. 70% of it, or six, between 68 and 71%, it fluctuates, is free and clear. So there's lots of people out there with tons of equity that have extra houses they don't necessarily need right now. You can go find the inventory, get it listed under with owner financing in place, and then take it to these to these renters who are paying, you know, 30, 40% more than they would be paying on an owner finance mortgage. And then get them over to your attorney, show them how to protect it with a first position mortgage, and you created the transaction out of thin air. And you took somebody out of that rental pool that's that's not gaining any wealth. And you took a seller and, and you're going to maximize the equity that they'll get from, from that asset. So there's lots of things like that that you can do to really step up and make a difference in what we're calling a housing crisis. We all like to talk about it and bitch about it, but what are we doing about it? And I think as, as, in, you know, as a brokerage community, we, can cert- we still have room to step up and provide value that the marketplace isn't used to getting because typically it's only a few investors here and there that do it. But the better we educate ourselves, the bigger difference we can make in the, in our communities. Man, the uh, 
you know, how can we follow that? The, uh, you know, Chad, I love the challenge there that you gave everybody on how do we not only just take the news and hear it, how do we do something about it? The, that's going to wrap up today's week of State of the Market. Hopefully you guys had a ton of fun and learned a lot. And maybe we challenged you and came up with some different ideas of how you can not only take the fun, interesting news at the beginning, but how you can take some of that news to better your business and your career out there. You know, go ahead. If, if you like this one, we need lots of reviews. Go, go give us some more reviews online. You know, come find us on, on Instagram at RE Rockstars. We have a YouTube page, Real Estate Rockstars Radio. You can find, you know, Chad at all the leads. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at all sorts of other places too. So hybendigital.com. Make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, you know, get us a good review and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.